Hello, and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast, where we are passionate about the future of the industrial projects professions, presenting you the best of project management, people, and practices, combining the wisdom of time-tested methods with the cutting-edge technologies and advancements that are modernizing our craft. Our mission is to contribute to the growth and progress of the industrial project management community. It's time to talk scope, schedule, and budget. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Rob Williams, of the your host for the Innovate IPM podcast. And once again, we have Mr. Sammy Giroudi on to talk about blockchain technologies. I love talking to Sammy. Sammy's one of my favorite guests. And I'm so glad to have him on uh, multiple episodes so that we can dig deeply into this topic in this emerging technology that will affect us in the near future. So uh, have a listen. Uh, it's a pretty casual conversation, which is just the way I like it to be. And uh, I think you'll you'll get something out of it. So before we get to that, just wanted to remind everybody to go on to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. The more of that we get, the more uh, visible the, our podcast is to the greater community. So continue to do that. And uh, I want to thank you all for all of the growth. We continue to see growth as we produce more content. Now, uh, let's go ahead and talk to Sammy about distributed ledgers. Hey, Sammy, how's it going? Great, great. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I can't believe it. We're in 2020. It's the 20s again. (laughs) Exactly. The roaring 20s. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Again, thank you for uh, hosting us here, and uh, you're doing a great job for the uh, EPC community and the project controls, project management. We're glad uh, you're doing this. Yeah, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So, and you were at the, uh, so we had a meetup here. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I learned a lot, you know, meeting different people from different perspectives. You got to do that to improve your career. I yeah. Mean, uh, so we hope to do that again pretty soon. I, I don't know when, I don't have anything on the books yet, but uh, we definitely want to keep that growing and, absolutely. and going. So. Absolutely. No, the, the first one, I was very, very pleased with it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Well, good, man. It was good to have good people here. So we're going to talk about, this is our third installment of our uh, um, blockchain topic that we started. Yeah. And, uh, and the first topic, the first episode that we did on the topic, we talked about what? We started with the smart contract, which is the end result of all of this. So we started from the top with smart contracts, but now we're digging in deep. The second session was about Bitcoin, yep. which is how we... Uh, exchange in the transaction electronic currency and now we're talking about the distributed ledger plus blockchain and then another session in the future specifically on applications what does it mean to us me and you and the community engineering procurement construction we're going to pick one application for each and see how we can actually utilize this in our industry as we speak yeah, no, that's great. So yeah. we'll talk about applications uh, on the next go around. Or you want to talk uh, about on, it here uh, on the next go around? Right okay. now, we're explain distributed ledger because that's where it all happens. Right. And uh, you're gonna hear the term DLT, 
DLT. Not BLT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Don't yeah. Watch out now. <laughs> uh, distributed ledger technology. So you're going to hear that term, I mean, over and over in the next few years because that's what's all happened. Uh, distributed ledger is a type of database that is shared, replicated, and synchronized among members of a decentralized network. What does decentralized network mean? Mm -hmm. Customer. Okay. Supply chain. Okay. Engineering. Uh, construction folks, mm -hmm. they are not in one place. They're all over the place. Correct. It can be different countries, different region, etc. So the distributed ledger, every entity have their own server, let's say. I'm simplifying this a little bit. And anytime you make a change on one server, everybody sees that change. Amazing. I'm thinking now with engineering for applications. Right. I know we're going to talk about this in the future, but... Imagine they make a change or redline something. It's instant in the construction side, procurement. Okay. Everybody knows what happened. So so I think a, a good, maybe a good analogy for that is, say, medical records. Okay, that's... Right? Yeah. Because they're, they're all working from the same database. Now, it's, it's actually centralized, which is what the difference is. Mm -hmm. But when one clinic makes an update... Uh, to to somebody's medical record, the lab is going to know. The doctor is going to know. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to yeah. know. Yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, this is not exactly the same thing though, and it's certainly going to have different applications. So keep talking about uh, keep talking about what what that means. So what does it mean to have a distributed ledger? Obviously, it's it's not centralized. How do these things talk to each okay. other? First of all, what is a ledger? Okay. Just think of it as a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. It's really it's an electronic spreadsheet. So that's how simple it is. It's electronic spreadsheet. But every time I go on this spreadsheet and make an entry, it can be an employee name, it can be a drawing number, it can be a change order, it can be any entry. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Everybody that's involved in that project, let's say, mm -hmm. their ledger is going to get updated. That's, Instantly. Yeah, but... Not in one place. Everybody had their own bucket, let's say, which is a server. Right. That's the beauty of it. It's decentralized. It's not centralized. So the distributed ledger is decentralized because it's in different buckets. It's built trust. I keep saying that a lot. Right. So there is no room for error here. There's no, we didn't uh, see that inspection report. Mm -hmm. When the inspector in uh, Singapore, for example, inspecting a piece of equipment, and he does that, guess who's going to know? Engineering department, mm -hmm. construction department, procurement department, everybody in that world, and and even and even outside the project, right? Because if you've got uh, if you've got a piece of equipment, and that piece of equipment is has got a blockchain going from from cradle to grave, <clears throat> mm -hmm. every time something happens to that piece of equipment and gets entered into that ledger. It's gonna it's gonna affect everybody who's already a part of that blockchain. Exactly, exactly. This is excellent uh, analogy you mentioned. How many times we sent a spool to be fabricated and came and didn't fit? How many times we did that? A lot. A lot. Yeah, so more with than this we here, should. You're gonna see the weld. You're gonna go down to who welded that spool. That's gonna be a part of the blockchain information. Exactly. Because it's in the ledger. The the, the, the blockchain mean all these ledgers connected together. They connect. That's what blockchain means. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the servers real quick, if you don't yeah, mind. Sure. So when we say decentralized servers, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody who's in the project has a server. 
and they're spread about the world. No. This really means that anybody who has a server into the system, yes. a peer-to-peer network of servers, exactly, right, are actually capturing this information simultaneously? Instantly. Instantly, at the same time. And because of that, that's where the, uh, and this is all encrypted information. Absolutely. And because it all happens at once, and because it all happens in a peer-to-peer network that's outside of some sort of centralized network, mm-hmm. now you have you have the sec- the security and the trust that you're talking about. Exactly. All right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. See, I told you I learned a couple of things. It's just, uh, yeah, you're learning. <laughs> so uh, again, remember the word DLT, which is distributed ledger technology, and you're going to see that going on right now. And banks start using that. Okay. And, uh, and you don't have to use uh, Bitcoin to exchange... Uh, products but uh, it makes sense to use bitcoins and next is uh, as per fact i just read today the irs they say if you uh, donate over five thousand dollar mm-hmm. in bitcoins now you have to report it now you got to report it so, so, so it tells on. you something now it's uh <laughs> bitcoin is here to stay yeah they're, they're catching on <laughs> they're catching on <laughs> exactly, exactly yeah no it makes sense though and and, and eventually like the, the government's going to get their hands in it and and you know do whatever the government does we know that um it also doesn't it doesn't really devalue it much i wouldn't think because regardless you put value into it and that value can come back out to it or or exchange within it mm-hmm. however however that makes sense whether it's bitcoin like you say or it's some sort of data attached to some, uh, you know, some sort of asset, mm-hmm. whatever that happens to be, that value still integrated in there, and that, and that, in, in, in there by, by in there, excuse me, by in there, we mean the distributed ledger network. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that does make sense. Great, great. Uh, also, on the uh, distributed ledger technology, the DLT, uh, like I m- mentioned, it's distributed among computer devices, several ones. And it's replicate. So it, besides it building trust, it's building uh, speed. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wait for the inspector to send the report, fax, or email. Even email now is slow. Mm-hmm. And there's and no, nobody intercepting the information in between. So hacking, that's that's going to be zero to none. Yeah, because how can you break into a million computers that are all... Exactly. Yeah. So right now, it's if anything that's centralized, you're at risk. Correct. You're at risk at home if you have one computer, one da- you know, if you have a NAS. Yeah. Uh, all your information in one place. Or your risk of, of a couple of things, right? Your risk of fraud. Yeah. Number one, your risk of, of human error, mm-hmm. which is another bad one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your 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 risk of of just pure incompetence. Mm-hmm. I suppose. I mean, <clears throat> I, I guess the human element goes away. There is one human element in this. This is a good uh, comment you're making. Okay. Let's say somebody made an entry in a ledger, mm-hmm. and one of the others in the distributed ledger, one of the other ledgers, they did not agree with that. Okay. They, they can actually dispute that. Say, hey, um, I don't agree with this inspection report, and then you just have dialogue, so that you don't have to accept every entry in there. Right. You, actually, all these guys have to click and say, I accept that. Yeah. And once they all accept, yes, it's embedded there. There's no dispute whatsoever. Right. Okay. This event happened. Okay. So if something gets disputed, right? You fix it on the spot. 
it's if as I was say, there's no really waiting. The the algorithm basically catches the dispute. Exactly. One thing in the in this smart contracts, blockchain, distributed ledger, there is no change management. There is no back charges. Yeah. That's, <laughs> if that's it's like in there, it's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write an RFI and, and complain about something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you mentioned applications because we, we need to start thinking about how it applies to what we're doing right now. Right. You know, in the EPC industry. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, for, for most people that are probably listening to this right now, that's all they're going to see is, is the application. You know, yeah. you think about like uh, if you think about like when when money went digital and everybody got a debit card instead of instead of cash. Ninety nine point nine percent of the folks out there don't understand how that works. They don't understand how how they don't get a paycheck and take it down to the bank anymore and get cash in return for that and go stuff it under their mattress. Mm-hmm. That somehow they show up to work and and every Friday. Um, uh, 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 some magical number of money appears in their bank account, and then they can take their card and go spend that money wherever they want. Exactly. But there's a whole there's a whole technology behind that. There's a whole system behind that. And and so when we think about like blockchain, I think for for most people, the application side of it is all they're ever going to see. Exactly. Right? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this because I get a lot of questions, and it's it's people want to know the details. It's, it's like the cloud and the SaaS and the, Mm-hmm. software as a service and infrastructure as a service and other things. If we want to go deep on how these things work, it's very complicated. Let's worry about the output. What can this do for me? Yes. It's going to build trust. It's going to make issuing contracts. It's going to eliminate claims. Claims will be zero. Mm. Because, I mean, you approve the inspection. You approve the signatures are there. And it's all electronic signatures. So there is no dispute whatsoever. Right. I guess you have to build that into the criteria for the ledger too, right? Yeah. So if you have a, and this is where smart contracts really come into play, the contract is setting the rules of the game. Yeah. And then as everybody agrees to those rules and participates within that contract, um, and, and by that's my- how credits are issued, right? That's how that's how that's how you're able to take claim of things. Yes, that has been inspected. Well, if it if it hasn't been inspected or hasn't been inspected according to the rules, like you say, it gets kicked back from the algorithms instantaneously. Yep. Now there's a problem to fix. You can't get around it, and that's what I, I'm assuming. That's what no, this eliminates is, the claims, right? It's it's amazing what you're saying. This is exactly what's going to happen because you put in the system the the tolerance value, you know, between 0.1 and 0.2. So if the results doesn't fit that tolerance, that uh, room, you know room for error for the weld, for example. Right. It's going to kick it. You don't need a person to say this. The algorithm are there. It's, it give, we set the tolerance level. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't meet that criteria, kicks it out. So you inspect it again and maybe weld, do the weld again, etc. Right, right. So yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. And, and, it's, and to think about, you know, to think about the speed, to think about the inerrancy, to think about the security Oh, security. You mentioned security. You know how they're going to sign the contracts? It's how? all biometrics. Stick your finger on it. Huh? Finger or, or face recognition. <laughs> so it's not like I'm going to sign it like you do a PDF. That's obsolete. Right. Signing PDFs, you can hack that in a minute. Sure. Yeah. So it's biometrics, uh, finger, finger, you know, thumbprints, etc. So it's locked up. So there's, you know, 
unless somebody grab your hand and say, hey, let me scan it. could it. happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Over my dead body. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. This, is, uh, this technology is taking off uh, like crazy right now. And like I told you last time, instead of talking about it, I actually start investing in Bitcoins. Right. And uh, How's it going? Oh, it's just unbelievable. It's almost doubled. I mean, I, I'm glad. I wish I bought more, but uh, <laughs> it, it went down a little bit due to some events, recent events. But yeah. then uh, within uh, within hours, not days, it just uh, just keep going up. Now, did you buy and just hold? Yeah, buy and hold. You're just going to buy and hold? Yeah. So that tells you Bitcoins are not affected by political turmoils in mm -hmm. other countries because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Unless everywhere is a problem, then, you know. Sure. Uh, it's going uh, you go to www.coinbase.com. That's where you uh, Coinbase is where yeah. you got it. Yeah, we'll put some uh, notes in the uh, in the podcast where people can go. It's a trusted uh, exchange. Now, uh, are you ever going to spend any of it? You can exchange with people. You I mean, do you are you planning on spending? I'm, I'm holding on to it now till uh, <laughs> 2021, maybe. Wait, wait for next Christmas, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no, very cool. Um, you know, the, the more that I understand about it as I'm as I'm researching it and trying to understand it, the stuff that you're sharing is incredible information. It's really eye-opening. And the the way that I see this whole thing is is it, it doesn't change um, the fundamentals of anything, right? You create value, you exchange value. And that's yep. really all that's happening. Yeah, And so, uh, again, value can be something like money, like a Bitcoin, or it could be something like information, or yeah. it could be something like a service. A service. A service. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, recently, uh, JP Morgan Chase, you know, Chase Bank, mm -hmm. they, they're implementing, uh, they actually built a, or started a new division called Quorum. It's dedicated to the research and implementation of blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, if the banks and United States Postal Service and Amazon and IBM, they're investing in this, that tells you something, huh? Uh, we're, we're going places. So we want to go with the flow, not wait until things happen and then react to that. We need to be part of the and, collaborative and we, effort. Yeah, and, and we know that, that the engineering and construction world is, is more reactionary than, than progressive mm -hmm. almost all the time. And so, yeah, this is uh, somebody, somebody posted something on LinkedIn the other day that had me thinking about smart contracts. And it was, it was the, uh, you know, we, we all know that, that EPCs are, are struggling to stay <clears> competitive, <throat> right? The profit margins are very slim. Yeah. And, um, and, and quite frankly, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot more competition now than there used to be. In fact, smaller firms are getting more competitive with larger firms because we have cheaper yeah. and, and easier exactly. to Low get. Low overhead, yeah. But the, yeah, the, 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 the barrier to entry is much lower than it used to be. Um, but it had me thinking about smart contracts after we had our podcast and, and, I, and I read what this, this person had written on, I think it was LinkedIn or something, and it was about uh, staying competitive as an EPC. And it had me thinking about something that I think you had said in our <clears> first podcast – that you can really, when you have a smart contract in place, and you eliminate so much of the risk associated with the uh, with a con with a contract, that it really opens up opportunities for for creative value exchange. 
It could be that the EPC goes in and uh, uh, perhaps instead of taking a full uh, um, instead of taking a full payment, maybe they're receiving royalties for whatever the output of the manufacturing facility is that they just built. Yeah, this in is in lieu of regular payment. Exactly, and this provides a platform where that becomes more of a reality, a safer reality. So I yep. think that's pretty interesting, and I'd like to see where this ends up going ultimately. I would imagine that the government contractors will probably pick this up quicker. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, you're correct. The government is picking up this quicker because government is very stringent on rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it, it fits their profile. It fits the, you know, the pla this platform fits the government profile because they track everything, like NASA, every nut and bolt and washer, mm, you yeah. know, uh, sources what's sourcing and all that so uh again it's all below trust and once it takes off it's taken off as we speak it, it's it's gonna i mean big revolution in in, in our industry uh, there are some challenges of course uh existing regulation right now it's very minimal nobody's saying anything i mean do you hear congress uh issuing regulation on they, uh, they, bitcoin yeah <laughs> And, and I doubt after watching them uh, after watching them grill Mark Zuckerberg over so, social media, I doubt, any, I doubt anybody in Congress understands. They can't hang this. Google and Facebook yet. So listen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is that though? Because of one thing, it's decentralized. When something's decentralized, you can't control it. So the best they can do is guidance. So what's government giving up right now, as we speak, they're giving you guidance. IRS didn't issue a rule; it gave you a guidance. Say, hey, if you donate over five thousand in value in Bitcoin, go ahead and report it. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that, that's going to lead to. Uh, data protection, again, if you lose your laptop and you got you know, the database on it, for example, I mean, that's, I mean, losing hardware, that's also an issue. Well, you wouldn't lose the database, right? Because it's still distributed. Then, but, but this is copied somewhere else. You'd, you can lose, get your, uh, you'd lose your wallet. Yes. Not te no, I guess not, though, would you? you? As long as you've got your key. As long as you've got your key, and you know other people that have the exact same copy of, of your database. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You lost it. You lost the hardware portion, but the key with you, so it's uh, recovering the data. And I guess that's been the, the one thing that, and, and you have mentioned it before, you know, losing the serial number, which which is the key. And I guess... Um, There's two keys, public key and private key. Public the, and private. The private... If you lost that one, that's an issue. But yeah. The public key is not an issue. So if I'm, let's just say, for instance, uh, uh, I've got a uh, billion dollars in Bitcoin. I don't, but let's say I do. And I want to leave that in my will for my kids, but I can't let anybody have my private key. So I just write this thing down, right, stick it in a safe, safe. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then let the, let the trustee pass that over to my, to my, my heirs. And so that, that's kind of an interesting thing. Because these uh, these keys, have you seen your key? You know what your key looks it's, like. It's it's a bunch of numbers. Yeah. How big how big of a key is it? It's as close to thirty digits. Thirty digits. Okay, that's not too bad. No. Yeah, yeah. No. And I read somewhere about uh, uh, I think it was called a seed. Yeah. Have you been? Have you familiar with the seed? Oh, uh, it's pretty interesting. As a matter of fact, uh, if you mentioned seed, yeah. If you let your hardware do the seeding, they actually over months and days and weeks etc your bitcoin increases they you get some bitcoins back really yeah so you get some uh funds back 
because you're using uh, remember all this is computer power mm -hmm. you know to generate bitcoin it takes enormous yeah, and uh, computer power and electricity and all that. So it's not free. <laughs> and that's important. That's important to note too. And you, you noted that on the last one that that there is actually a bottleneck in Bitcoin creation. Yeah, absolutely. Because you need that. You need the server power to make it happen. Exactly. That's why they entice you. Hey, we'll give you a little bit more. You know, let me use your hardware. I haven't started that because you're gonna leave your laptop or your hardware on twenty four seven. Got to be running, huh? Yeah, and then hmm. uh, so I haven't done that. But and also there's a waiting list. Don't think everybody's gonna get some back. There's a waiting list. There's a lot of people want to do that, by the way. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Free Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm going to turn that down. Yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting. So, uh, again, smart contracts, procurement, supply chain, instant verification of credentials. Uh, I wrote this down, shareholder registries. So, What is that? When you buy shares, everybody in that circle they know what's going on. It's not like, okay, we're going to have a meeting, month meeting, and you talk about it. It's instant information. It's amazing. Nice. You know, so, uh, and then banking and finance, that's that's taken up as we speak, banking and finance, because it's, uh, it's part of this uh, smart platform, I call it. So, uh, what else is going on? Have you start? Have you bought any Bitcoins yet? I have not. I mean, you can buy... Uh, a half a Bitcoin. You don't have to spend. <laughs> I have not. I, I'm, I'm on my way, though. I can tell you. I'm, don't I'm let 2020 sold. pass without buying something. Yeah. I, <laughs> this year, this year, I'll pick up some Bitcoin and uh, and I'll start doing my own experimentation with it. You know, uh, right now, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can, talking yeah. to guys like you, and um, uh, definitely looking into to a lot of a lot of good stuff on YouTube. I mean, if you just crack open YouTube and, and watch some videos there, there's a lot of information out there that, that kind of simplifies it. Exactly. Um, I saw a uh, I saw a Bitcoin, <clears throat> well, a, a crypto, um, I should say, not Bitcoin, but crypto uh, documentary even that was pretty fascinating. If I find it, I'll, I'll share it with you and I'll, we'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. But it was free on YouTube and, uh, and it was about a... Uh, uh, well, I don't know if it was about this particular guy. It was about Bitcoin. It was about cryptocurrency, but the, uh, they they focused in on this young uh, uh, Russian uh, fellow who had uh, man. He was like twenty two in two thousand eight. Was it two thousand nine? Maybe, <clears throat> maybe. Mm -hmm. But you know, you were you were just talking about how J P Morgan and the IRS and everybody's starting to recognize and and invest in you know doing what they do uh, with this technology. And uh, one of the things that that he noticed uh, right away uh -huh. as he was as he was making this a reality was that uh, uh, several of the country's central banks were contacting him. Of course, he's 21, 22 years old. Wow. Yeah, and he's got the heads of central banks from countries him. around the world contacting him, trying to get him to uh, to uh, you know help them understand where all this was headed, which is pretty incredible. Wow. In fact, uh, talk about decentralized. One of the things that that they were talking about in there, they said that the uh, uh, he was Russian, of course. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> the Russian government brought him in. Russia being under sanctions uh, from a lot of countries, mm -hmm. and this was their way of sidestepping sanctions because now they can transfer value, monetary value, uh, from the decentralized ledgers mm -hmm. that are separate than the transactions that happen yeah. 
conventionally, right? So yeah. <clears throat> love it or hate it, that's, that's, that's pretty powerful when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's how decentralized it really is. Yeah. And also, uh, once consensus has been reached, the distributed ledger update itself and the latest agreed upon version of the ledger and is saved on each node separately on each server, let's say. Mm -hmm. So like I said, there gotta be a consensus on the changes. It's not like, okay, I made the change, it showed up on everybody node or server per, per se. You gotta agree to it. So once we all agree, what's not to disagree? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's amazing. Because it's, it's literally millions of servers. It depends on the, the project, let's say. How, how big the project, how many people on the project, how many mm -hmm. people involved in this, uh, you know. But the network, the network's widespread it's, and it's around the world. It's around the widespread, but like you said, there's bottleneck right now. They're saying uh, up to, let's say, 2030 or 2040, they can create so many Bitcoins, so many millions. So it's not like uh, I can go buy as much as I want. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's limitation because again of the computer power. I mean, as as we progress through the years, computers gonna get smarter, bigger, faster. You know. Right. Well, once they come out with a quantum computer that that people that, can buy. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's maybe another podcast by itself. Yeah. The quantum uh, Google is involved in that right now. Quantum computers are yeah. very super fast. Yeah, they were uh, they were uh, throwing some shade at IBM what a couple of months ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That was a pretty nice little uh, techno spat there. <laughs> the uh, the other thing is is 5G. I wonder how 5G is going to impact because what I've been learning about 5G here lately, it's much more than just, you know, 4G. Like 4G yeah. is one thing, 5G is like out of this world. And they're, they're, they're expecting 5G to change, fundamentally change how our internet works. Basically, you're going to have 5G in your home. Yeah. So 5G is... is like 200, 300 gigabits. So it's quadruple what you have right now. It's right. fast and it's it's like a network. Right. Uh, again, uh, your uh, DSL or your cable, all that's going to... So I just wonder right. if that increase in processing speed is going to contribute to, you know, de-bottlenecking. Yeah, it's going to help this too. Absolutely. I would think so. So uh, hopefully we get some feedback from your listeners about some specific applications. And so next time when we talk, we can pick, because that's where the, I call it the nugget. That's where the fruit is. Yeah, the it's fruit. This, that's a good. What are we using this for? Because we don't want to worry about the too much technical aspect sure. of it. But it's there. Like Uber, do you, do you care how it's run? No, no. <laughs> you just want to send a text and <laughs> have it at the doorstep. Uh, anything specific for applications that you can think of? Well, Besides think, smart contracts, something else? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think uh, just just generally speaking, you know, one of the one of the toughest things, I, I've done a lot of real estate investing in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And so I've dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, those kinds of transactions are, are very manual. Wow. And they're yeah. very... Um, real estate. You can yeah. really pull your hair out, you know, w thinking about that. And, and I've got some friends who are working on some stuff, real estate related stuff with uh, mineral leasing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so when you think about when you think about all the aspects of real estate, whether it's minerals or it's a multifamily building or even just a house or just empty land or whatever, 
and you think about the paper trail that exists there, one of the things that, that we always run into, um, we bought a lot of distressed houses over the last few years. And one of the things that we constantly ran into were clouds on the titles. Clouds? Clouds, which means that if this title may look fine on the surface, but whenever uh, the title company goes and does their search to make sure that it's almost like a blockchain, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure that the transactions throughout the years have been clean. But that's manual, manual. It's very manual. And what happens is, is that, oh, turns out in 1994, there was another spouse to this person who passed away. And because that person passed away, this person didn't have the right, uh, because before she passed away, they signed it all over to their kids. And now 20 years later, this person doesn't have the right to sell this property because the deceased wife... The lawyer. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets really sloppy and messy. And, and I'll tell you what would be really nice is if you take this kind of technology and clean that kind of process up. There's no reason that that information shouldn't be readily available and agreed upon by all the parties. Agreed upon and then recognized. So if I, if 20 years later I'm trying to buy that house from that that person, that I don't have to wait, I don't have to spend all the money and time waiting for the title company to come back and tell me that that it's just there, right? Yeah. No, that's that's an excellent example. I see it a lot in manufacturing. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, frankly, it's gonna take off. There, it's taken off as we speak in in manufacturing because you know from the metal, the assembly the production and testing and final consumer usage mm -hmm. that that chain of events and task it's all connected together now if something goes wrong there is you know what to do recalls there should be any recalls anyway but something like this uh, so manufacturing is a big thing real estate you mentioned that and when we say contract it's really any contract in any industry mm -hmm. right not just construction and uh, procurement Sure, sure. Uh, financial contracts, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, could be buying stocks and bonds. Yeah, yeah, even. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, mining, we mentioned last time mining and minerals and gems and gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you want to know where this is coming from, by the way. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And think about, uh, think about energy production. Think about things people consume on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of opportunity there. To, and I, I guess what's interesting too is when you think about the security, you think about the speed, you think about all the things that that blockchain promises. What's probably going to happen is businesses who utilize that first, they're going to be able to become extremely competitive fast. Absolutely, because you reduce the human interaction from let's say fifty people to three. Mm -hmm. Because the more people have their hands onto something, the more prone to errors. I mean, have you voted recently? You go and show your driver's license, put a check mark there, and you have to sign there. That's right. <laughs> and maybe biometrics. Sure. You know, that's that's your identity right there. So <laughs> it's all about building trust, minimizing errors, and reducing claims. Well, and then then and then the businesses will save so much money that uh, we can work. Four six hour days like uh, Finland <laughs> or France. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, thirty five hours in France. Yeah, yeah. Plus work. I think uh, in our you know get together here uh, with your session, they mentioned about the, the, the work environment is changing too. Sure. 
you know, it's not eight to five, 40 hours a week anymore. It's, it's production. It's, it's results, results oriented. And it should be. Yeah. 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 I'm a big proponent of uh, results driven, you know, doesn't matter where you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, excellent. I mean, this is, uh, again, thank you for your contribution to our industry here. Uh, you're getting a lot of feedback. Tell us what, what kind of feedback you get. Yeah, no, I, I get, uh, it's, it's amazing. You know, I think one of the, one of the most amazing or, uh, you know, surprising things, uh, about this podcast that, that has happened since I've begun, I think in <clears throat> May is when I've begun, is that over half of my audience is global. Wow. So I've got a lot of folks in Australia, a lot of folks in South Africa, Wow. Okay. Um, a few, uh, well, spread about Europe, but uh, uh, mostly centralized in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of nice, you know. How did they hear about this? I'm, I'm well, uh, I think I think for sure the the Australians heard about it through IPA mm -hmm. after I had Ed on. So Ed, uh, oh, listen to me, Ed Marrow. Uh -huh. I almost messed that up. I don't want to cut that out. I don't want to offend <laughs> him. But uh, Ed Marrow, uh, uh, his his head of the Australian, uh, and I think South Pacific, I think is what they're really called. So he spread it about over there through social media. So that was definite. Uh, the <clears> other <throat> ones, I have no idea, you know, I guess it's just the power of the internet and, and the LinkedIn, maybe LinkedIn. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm certainly connected with, uh, a lot of people around the world on LinkedIn and that that's just, you know, LinkedIn's kind of cat, you know, yeah. it's not hard to connect with people on there. There's a lot of power in that too. So it's been really cool. Uh, I've got a lot of great people who've, who've reached out and want to be on the podcast. Uh, I've got a great variety of, of expertise. That's the beauty of your podcast. It's, it's, it's not boring. It's, every time I listen to it, I listen to the, your, your most recent one about integrated uh, analyst. And oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Nick Pisano. Nick Pisano, yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So Thanks. there's no more cost engineering. It's got to be integrated something. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, and that's that's the reason we that's the reason we're doing this, right? Yeah. We want to understand <clears throat> what what do we as individuals and in business need to be thinking about in the next one to three years, tech not just technology wise, but yeah. but also technology, but also business. You know, what what are businesses going to be doing? How are they going to be functioning? Like we were just talking about, you know, EPCs struggling with profitability and 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 com competition. What what does that mean for? For the regular average Joe who's got to go work there, you know? Exactly. The, the days of going and, and getting a pension after 30 or 40 years is, is over, right? Yeah. For the most part. Um, so what do we need to do as individuals to to make sure we, uh, I like to say, fortify our career is what I say. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, change is here to stay. So just uh, instead of just going with the flow, be part of the action. Yep. I'm yeah. all about it. There's three kind of people, you know, there's people that, you know, watch things happen. There's people that make things happen. And there's people wonder what happened. And wonder what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Great. Well, it's a good talk, man. I've had a really good time with this awesome. one. Until next time, huh? Until next time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Yep.